Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you, to see you nice. Welcome once again to Play Pods, right? My name is Steve, and I am not joined by Simon, as he's sadly not with us at the moment. He's not dead, don't worry. He's just working and stuff. So I've had to call an audible, and I'm joined by the Lionheart, the woman of a thousand and four holds, the pain maker. She's from Winnipeg, you idiot. It's Haley. Haley, how are you? I'm not from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> but I am good. Um, it's a little bit wet and windy out there, but we're doing okay. Yeah, so the last few weeks we've looked at the wrestlers as contestants. So this week we're looking at what happens when one is given their own show with Downfall hosted by, in case you hadn't already guessed, Chris Jericho. Wow. Yeah, now Jericho was always one of my favourite wrestlers growing up maybe not so much nowadays but yeah i think he should stick to the wrestling but i'm sure we'll get into that yeah definitely so this was an interesting one to to research so the original air date was the 22nd of june 2010 to the 20th of july 2010 literally five episodes kind of says it all really doesn't it <laughs> yeah i mean is it i think this might be the shortest run of a show we've I've, we've ever covered on the show yeah i mean i hadn't even heard of it until you said that you guys were going to cover it during your wrestling month but yeah yeah <laughs> so, I, I couldn't even find out who this was devised by or anything like that all i could see it was linked to Fremantle media who were behind things like x factor the idol shows family feud and price is right so again that kind of says a lot they were trying to just do something and then here's where it gets really confusing and i think i see why it only lasted as long as it didn't the format of the show so contestants stand at the top of a 10-story building where there is also a large conveyor belt which holds replicas of the cash and prizes that the contestant could win the game has up to seven timed rounds where contestants aim to answer trivia questions as quickly as possible before they reach the end of the conveyor belt and fall off the side of the building the first prize is located one quarter of the way down the belt the second is halfway the third if applicable is three quarters of the way down and the case that held the money is right at the end contestants can attempt at questions as much as possible but if they pass the belt moves quicker and as the contestant progresses through the rounds the starting speed of the belt also increases if a contestant successfully completes a round by answering the requisite number of questions before the cash prize falls off the belt the contestant wins the cash plus any prizes still on the belt and move on if the contestant successfully completes round three he or she is guaranteed twenty-five thousand dollars in cash but prizes are always at risk after each round, the contestant is given the choice of quitting or keeping the cash and prizes won or risking it to continue to the next round. If the cash prize falls, the contestant loses and the game is over. In addition to losing any prizes won, the contestant is also dropped from the building wearing a safety harness, of course. And in the final round worth $1 million, the contestant is placed on the belt with the money and must answer all questions before falling off the edge. Finally, in case that wasn't enough for you, there's the panic button. So if you're struggling on a chosen category, you can hit the panic button to reset the round and can either forfeit an item of personal importance, putting that on the belt in, in before the cash prize, or you can put a friend or family member on the belt that can help you by sharing answers. But if they reach the end of the belt, they're dropped. And yes, they're also in a safety harness. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> it's a lot to take in, isn't it? It is. I mean, in terms of like, you know, you win a cash prize and then you move on to the next round and you gamble your previous prize 
that's very much sort of like um, millionaire rules. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. So, you know, you're guaranteed your 25,000 if you make it that far, but then after that, you gamble it. And But it was a lot to take in. And the thing is as well, like, it doesn't get explained throughout the show. Like on the episode that we watched, I mean, I'd never watched it before or never even heard of it until I watched the episode that we're talking about today. And there's no introduction, no explanation to how the game works or anything like that. You just throw him back in saying like, right, okay, well, this guy's come in and so far they've won this much money. Let's continue. And you're like, well, what's happening? No, the rules are explained, but it goes so quick. You don't even know. Jericho literally breezes through it at at the speed of light. Okay, well, there you go then, because I missed that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... The prizes for the show were a million dollars plus a wide range, everything from electric motorcycles to arcade cabinets and everything in between. There was a lot of on offer. It was like the generation game on crack. Yeah. It's some of the prizes as well that just, it's just such an odd assortment. Same as you say, mm-hmm. you've got like a pair of electric motorcycles and then you've got a washing machine. You've got a ping pong table. It's like, who who decided these because yeah. it's just it's just so same as you say it's just generation game it's like i'm expecting a cuddly toy on one of them you know yeah and i mean this was something I, this was a question i was going to save till the end but i'm going to ask it now like who is this show for i don't know because like i mean some people might want to win things for the house i.e a dishwasher a washing machine but then it's like who wants a ping pong table unless you've got kids or like an arcade game like some of the contestants i don't think they'd benefit from an arcade game unless they had a family or so like a pair of electric motorcycles it's like that i would love that but i can't drive so i'm not going to be able to use it so it's just it's just such the, the oddest assortment of stuff like, yeah. I was going to say tat, but some of it's not tat, you know? Like, yeah, and I mean, like, not even from a contestant standpoint, from a viewer standpoint, like, who is this for? I I, I don't know. I can't yeah. answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> so just some facts on the show then. So this was very much put together seemingly in a rush, in case you hadn't guessed. It was announced by ABC in April of 2010. Contestant casting occurred in May and Jericho was announced as, as the host at the start of June, and the first episode was supposed to air on the 29th of June, but they rushed it out the door on the 22nd. So this is like eight weeks. It's all put together. Same as we've said, like, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Like, it? It really does show. They've just kind of rushed it. They've not really thought about the premise or anything like that, and kind of explains why it didn't last so long, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, we've already said that it lasted five episodes, but it was actually ordered for six and they cancelled it to five at the last minute. So the last episode did not air. But it was recorded. I don't even think it was recorded. I th- okay. and, and I'll get to why in just a second. So on July 15th, 2010, tvseriesfinale.com published an article claiming that after the fifth episode of Downfall aired on July 20th, the remaining episode would be replaced with a two-hour wipeout special. And wow. that same day on his official Twitter page, Chris Jericho claimed that only five episodes of the show were produced due to editing a faster pace and a shortage of contestants. See, now I did a little bit of research of my own and saw that like some of the ratings that came in for the episodes and like, I think it was episode four and five had got like a two point something rating out of five. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more to do with that than lack of contestants. But again, you see how uh, we're going to get to it once we get into the actual episode itself. You see how many ep- how many contestants they get through per show. Yeah, it's crazy. It just moves at like a breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. 
So if you've got if you've got to go that fast to get through that many contestants, then I'm pretty confident that a lack of contestants isn't the issue. Mm, but I mean, if they only did the casting for like a couple of weeks in May, and they thought, oh yeah, this will be enough to get us through six episodes, and suddenly it's it's episode five, it's like, oh shit, we're at the end of the run here. Like, oh, I yes, don't know. Maybe. I maybe. don't know. But Jericho also stated that more episodes were scheduled to be filmed in the fall, but of course, no recordings occurred. And I think here's the telling part. So the ratings slash viewership numbers speak for themselves. And whilst these sound impressive to UK listeners, American listeners will tell you these numbers are not great. So episode one garnered 5.86 million viewers. That's cool because everyone's going to be tuning in kind of out of curiosity. Yeah, just checking it out. Episode two drops 1 million viewers to 4.18 million. That is a lot to drop after your first episode. Yep. Episode three, we're down to 3.77 million viewers. Episode <sighs> episode four, we jump up ever so slightly to 3.8 million. And then episode five, down to 3.37 million. That is bad. Yeah. That is yeah. bad. Uh, YouTube channel Watch Mojo sister channel Ms. Mojo listed this at number nine on their top 10 game shows that would never get made today. And that's actually how I found out about this show in the first place. Considering the icon status that Jericho had built up by 2010, this was all kept very quiet and I had no idea about it until last year. Yeah, that's the first that I'd heard of it as well was on the Watch Mojo countdown. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2010, so in 2010, Jericho was still in WWE. Like he was world champ going into Mania 26 that year. Around this time, this aired, he lost to Evan Bourne at Fatal 4-Way. And he then yeah. left in September before return. It left, yeah, he left in September before returning again in 2012. So I think he was kind of looking at maybe making this a, a full-time gig. But this was also around the time of my favorite Jericho run as well. So, and mine. Yeah, so this was... <laughs> Like, all in a very weird, like, fog and a haze of, like, when Jericho's availability was, was around. Like, basically, this got taped in a weekend. This whole thing got taped in a weekend. Really? Like, it wow. was, I think it was, like, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because in all episodes, he's wearing the same suit. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I watched, it's a, like, the episode we review was episode three. I watched one, two, three, and four and he's wearing the same suit in all episodes. So that says see, it all. I started watching episode four just to see how the contestant that they finished up on on this episode, how they fared. Mm. But I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as memories, like, obviously, as far as the show itself, absolutely zero. So what's your favorite Chris Jericho memory? Oh, God. <sighs> so, like, same as you've just touched on, like, this apparently came out around the time of like my favorite Jericho run which is when he was wearing the suits and being like pretentious and using the big words and things like that but um Jericho along with like Edge and Christian were like my favorite wrestlers growing up I was definitely like a Jericho-holic and was a big fan of Jericho but yeah same as we've said with after seeing this he definitely should stick to the wrestling yeah yeah definitely and, and I'm glad he did because I mean this was recorded what we're saying like 10 years ago yeah yeah, so I'm glad that he's stuck with the wrestling. Yeah, and I mean, even the music, he can keep as a sideline as far as I'm concerned. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, that's just it. Yeah, we've seen Fozzie a couple of times. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's even like in more recent days, Fozzie's maybe not as great as it was once upon a time, like in the like during the earlier albums. But even that's better than this. Yeah, so. de definitely. Everyone who has tattoos has a story behind each and every tattoo that they have. It could be a simple pick it and stick it 
from a convention that they went to, or an homage to their favourite artist, or something to represent the year that they were born. Something relatively simple that can be explained in a few words. It could be something deeply meaningful to them. It could be something daft. My name is Mark Adams and I am the host of Ink Stories. And I love the idea of talking to people about the stories behind their tattoos. It's a podcast about the reasons why people choose to permanently etch artwork onto their skin. On each episode, I'm going to have a different guest and they'll choose one of their tattoos and tell me the story behind it. Everyone gets the same questions, but their answers will always be as unique as the tattoo that they have chosen. So join me as I take a journey with various different people from all over the world to tell me their ink stories. So the episode we watched was episode three, which is from around June-ish 2010. And we're picking up in the middle of a game with Eric, where he has so far won the 25k, so that's safe. But to get to to get to get there, he had to sacrifice a personal item, a clock that belonged to his wife. And to say it's hideous would be understatement of the year. It is disgusting, but I mean, it was a bit of a dick move to like not pick something that fits your own prized possession. You put up your wife's possession because... He doesn't care if he's going to lose it because he hates it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like watched that. I was like, what a dick move, man. Like, put up something that you care about. Don't pick something that your wife cares about. Yeah. And, um, that why... puts you immediately in the doghouse, whether you, whether you end up losing that off the edge of the um, edge of the building or not. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to try to describe it, it's like a faux bronze and has a painting of what I believe is Santa holding a teddy bear. Mate. It is the like the gaudiest looking. It, it's bad. It's horrific. Like I'd be happy to see it go. <laughs> I've I've got to say though, once once we get through that kind of opening blurb, that theme tune is so jazzy. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's probably the redeeming feature of the entire show. Yeah, I think that's like the only <laughs> thing that I liked. <laughs> but and, and here it is. So as soon as you come back from that, and it's like, and now the thrilling conclusion of Downfall, Jericho quickly runs through the rules, and I was a bit flustered. Like, like, and as as I say, like, I I went through the rules i think at a decent pace just a few minutes ago but he just goes yep so if you do this you do this and then you do this that 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 this 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 and it's like oh okay okay cool thanks mate like well let's just say you just went through it at like a reasonable place and you explained everything and i'm sure that it'd still be a tad confusing for the listeners we get a great psa at the bottom of the screen as they're showing the remaining prize on the conveyor all prizes destroyed and downfall are, are facsimiles or replicas of the real prizes. And I don't know why this tickled me as much as it did. <laughs> See that I have like, I saw that and I was like, well, you're destroying something, you know, like fair enough. If you send in like a, a washing machine or something off the edge of a building, it's not going to be the real one. It may not have the inner workings, but how, how do you make a replica of a ping pong table? Mm-hmm. you know like that's still going over the edge like again an arcade machine it might just be the shell of an arcade machine that you're sending over the edge but one of the prizes was a bed yeah. like h- how do you send a fake bed yeah. on a conveyor belt off the edge of a building it's a bed 
Yeah, like, it, you can't it, you can't fake a bed. It's a bed, or it's not a bed. You know, <laughs> they, they probably got it from like British Heart Foundation or something. Like <laughs> maybe it's just like a plywood thing. Yeah. But the one you actually win is like solid. Wood. Like, I, sh- I don't know. But I, I was just bed or something. I was just like you sending you still sending shit off the edge of a building, whether it's fake or not. Like you've still got to build these supposed replicas. Yeah, definitely. But on there, he's got a pair of electric motorcycles, an arcade cabinet, and the 50k he's gunning towards. There's just so much preamble because now we're debating whether he's going to carry on or take the prizes. And like, like we're and it, this is only a few minutes in, but it feels like 10 minutes has gone by. Yeah, it's a it's just like a lot to take in. If you've not seen it before as well, you're just wondering what the hell is going on. Yeah, he's there going, oh well, do I keep my 25k or do I gamble for the 50 and these two prizes? And, and you're just it, like, well, I, I, I don't know, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, and as I say, it's just so strange that, like you said, it goes at a breakneck pace, but because there's just so much going on, it feels like it's this weird time vacuum. Like, it's 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 only three, three four minutes old at this point, but it feels like 10, 15 has gone. Yeah. There's another thing as well, like, so, you know, whilst this guy's deciding whether to keep his 25k or gamble, um, Jericho says, well, you know what happens if you hit the panic button? And I'm just sat there like, well, I'm glad he does, because I fucking don't. <laughs> you know, like, I have, I have no idea what happens if he hits the panic button. I mean, obviously, watching the rest of the episode, I know now what happens. Mm-hmm. But he says that to him, and I'm like, great, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, and, and this is it. Jericho is a showman. Jericho knows this world, albeit from a very different through a different lens, but he knows this world and he should know, convey to the audience what's happening at all times. Oh yeah, absolutely. You I mean you can't if you know anything about wrestling or you know anything about Jericho, you know that he's a showman. So you would think that he would understand that, but yeah. it doesn't come across at no. all. But as it is, Eric has got to answer seven out of ten questions correctly, and his categories are seen here, spelled S-C-E-N-E, so I'm assuming that's going to be about movies, out to the ball game, A-list celebrities, bookstore, and all about the sea. And that's not the happiest looking category board I've ever seen. No, I mean, I don't know what I would have chosen there. I I don't think it was one that stands out over any of the others, personally. Maybe seen here for me, but that's about it he chooses out to the ball game. And so this is where it gets, I said trivia questions. This is more kind of family fortunes, pointless, tenable-esque kind of thing. Yeah, you're just shouting out answers. Like for some of them, there's there's obvious that, it, that it's just one answer. Whereas something like this category that he's chosen, it, you, you're just going to start shouting out random like stadiums. You either know it or you don't. So if you don't know it, you're just going to start shouting random things. Yeah, so Jericho in this instance is going to name Major League Baseball grounds and Eric has to identify who plays there. And then this really got me and I'll put the sound clip in. Jericho forgets Eric's surname. Like he's rallying the crowd and he just says, Come on guys, let's hear it from Mr. Eric. <laughs> it still works. Yeah. <laughs> So I see why this game is stressful now, though, once it gets going. Like, you're seeing these prizes come past you and it taking a tumble off the side of the building, and that kind of does make you go into a bit of a panic mode. And it does, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, it, it distracts you from what you're trying to... Achieve. What you're trying to do, yeah. And you're trying to concentrate and trying to, you know, listen to Jericho's questions so you can come up with your answers. And if you see things go flying off the edge of a building, it's it's definitely distracting. Mm-hmm. But he hits the panic button after the bikes in the arcade go off, just bef- but just before the cash. And that means his wife is now on the conveyor belt. Uh. 
So dick move number one, he's put his wife's possession on there. Dick move number two, he's putting his wife up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he hate his wife? Is uh, it, Who knows? Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be led to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> right, is this his subtle way of saying, once I get this money, I'm divorcing you? That's like... it, yeah. You're, you're out the door, love. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so from this, I knew Safeco Field, thanks to WrestleMania 19, and I knew PNC Park was the Pittsburgh Pirates as I followed them for a season when I was actually trying to get into baseball. Good for you. I knew absolutely zero. <laughs> <laughs> but we find out that Eric had actually planned for this. Yeah. So he'd specifically saved A-list celebrities for his wife to help out on. But And I like this little caveat in the rules here that she can help as much as she wants, but he act, he's the one that has to answer. Yeah. So she can say any, she can say as much as she wants, but unless those words pass Eric's lips, they don't mean shit. Yeah. Also, if she doesn't know and she says pass, you can't move on until he says pass. Yeah, exactly. Until the actual contestant says they're going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to name seven of 10 from the Forbes most powerful celebrity list. Yeah. What defines a powerful celebrity? <sighs> like, I, I don't know. Is it just based on like monetary? Well, no, because there's the Forbes Rich, there's the Forbes Rich list as well. Oh, is that different? I see. Shows how out of touch I am with celebrities, you know. Yeah, and then Jericho makes a shit joke here. That's your test. You're a teacher. See what I did there? No one's Uh... laughing. No one's laughing except the pipes (laughs) in sound. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And but they cut it super fine with the wife going off the side, but they do get the answer. Yeah. They they do make the seven out of ten. But because Eric's wife was already over the edge, they actually have to release her bungee and have her drop off for safety reasons. Yeah. We said apparently it's the safest way down. And I was like, really? Just reverse the you crank, know? surely. Yeah, exactly. I thought that would be safer. And Jericho, because you only see it, see the release. Like, you don't actually see the footage of her falling down or anything like that. And I think it's probably, you know, because it might, people might find it distressing or something. But Jericho has to assure us that she's okay. But that poor woman got no warning whatsoever. They just let her go. Yeah, I mean, if she's over but she's safe, you you would think, you'd go, right, okay, unfortunately, we do still have to let you go for safety reasons. And then let her go, like, give her a heads up. Don't just let her go. Yeah. And she's been told that she's safe and she thinks she's coming back. Mm. But at first I was like, Jesus Christ, that's horrific. Then I quickly realized that actually sped up the footage to make it look more perilous. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like the arms and limbs flailing is very quick. Okay. It, it's a bit, it, yeah, it's a bit too janky for it to be legit. Like, it's not something I've picked up on. Yeah. But then, so Jericho's laying out the stakes for the next round to get Eric to decide if he's going to play on or go. And he just sounds so bored. And again, I'm going to put the sound bite in here. You can walk away with $50,000 on all the prizes that you've already won, or you can stay and play a little longer. You go for it and lose. The prizes you've won, you go back down to twenty-five thousand dollars, which is guaranteed. If you stay and win the next round, you keep any prizes that you've already won. But instead of fifty thousand dollars, wow, that doubles and goes to one hundred thousand dollars. He's like, he's literally just going. So you know, you can carry on and potentially go for a hundred thousand dollars, or you know, you can just take the prize and go home. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he just sounds so <laughs> bored. He sounds so bored. It's like you can gamble, E25 is guaranteed, but you can play on and you can win 100. That's make, it. Make it exciting. Make him want to gamble. And again, because this was taped in a weekend, I wonder if he was just sick of saying the same stuff already. Potentially. 
yeah exhausted of do i don't know yeah but eric asks his mum what he should do and she and rightly she says no so and no he mass. agrees she says yeah. no mass no, no mass, mass. <laughs> yeah. but and he and he agrees and he's going to walk away back from break and we introduce our new contestant yolanda and i don't know what happens here but jericho like gurns for some reason yeah so her name's yolanda but her nickname is auntie yo-yo so she was telling us about a story where she made up a character who was called Yo-Yo the Clown. And it was for one of her, I don't know if she said it was a nephew or a niece or something like that, but she made up this character called Auntie Yo-Yo. And Jericho asked her, does Auntie Yo-Yo have, like, put on a funny voice? And she said, no, it's a face. And she gurns. Right. Yeah. So that's why they keep going back to this weird sort of gurning face. <laughs> Apparently that's the face of Auntie Yo-Yo the Clown great i don't know thrilling story yeah. Um, yeah one trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere <laughs> gripping stuff so round one playing for 5k a night at the symphony a ping pong table and a dishwasher again like it's the oddest fucking selection of stuff isn't it it's just so yeah. weird i don't think auntie yo-yo wants to go to the symphony and that's not a disrespect to her i'm sure she's a wonderfully cultured human being but i don't well, think that's just it. I can't think of somebody who would appreciate having a ping pong table and a night at the symphony. Yeah. You know, like those are for two completely different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like they got all this shit wholesale or it was like leftover from Price is Right or something like that. And they've just flung it at this show. Yeah. But the categories she has to choose from are best selling music, popular companies, movie heroes, fill in the names. I feel pretty. Cheese, 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 foreign <laughs> language, fictional characters, and car models. I feel a lot better about Yo-Yo's board here than I did Eric's. I do as well. Yeah, there's a couple on there that I could probably at least get the four out of ten that she needed for this round. There's a couple that I would have taken a stab out on here. Yeah. But I'm she glad goes that she went with cheese. Yeah, she goes for <laughs> cheese, 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 cheese. Yeah. No cheese grommet. And Chris says, Are you a cheese fan? And she point blank just says no. Then why the fuck why have you gone you for it? Why did you pick it? And she makes some weird comment about not liking cheese, but having cheesy feet. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are you talking about, woman? Yeah. Just, what? Just, I don't know. She's just we, a bit a bit odd and a bit like over-animated. I mean, I suppose it at least makes it a bit interesting. Yeah. Like we've entered some weird twilight zone here with this woman. <laughs> like, but she has to name four countries of origins of types of cheese. And she thinks cheddar is from Canada. Nope. And she can't get past saying Switzerland. Like, uh, you know, I, ugh. But she eventually gets the four she needed, but no prizes. And yeah, here's why she says she has cheesy feet, which confuses Jericho and me. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Is, is it supposed to be some sort of way of saying, yeah, I struggled on that one? And yeah. trying to make it a, a cheese pun. But it yeah. just didn't make any sense at all. It was just completely out of place. Yeah. Then. Round two for 10k, a waterbed, an espresso machine, and a tool chest. Again, like, <laughs> I just can't. A tool chest is just the oddest, oddest thing. But she apparently she wants it. Yeah, she's really excited about the tool chest because her daughter's like studying to be an engineer or something. Which is fair enough. Yeah. But like, again, I don't see how somebody would appreciate having a night at the symphony from the previous round and a tool chest from mm -hmm. this round. Yeah. Again, that like, I, unless this is aimed at like a family, so maybe the mum would appreciate the night out at the symphony and the dad wants the tool chest. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. It seems like the oddest, oddest selection. Yeah, but she selects I Feel Pretty. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. And has to name five things associated with beauty. This was very bizarre. It was, yeah, it was quite a broad thing because it said it could be something to do with like beauty products or beauty treatments and also beautiful people. Mm. That just seems like such a, a wide selection of possible answers yeah yeah but she did not do well and has to hit the panic button which means she gets a redo and has to choose between her personal item or supporter she puts up the personal item a collection of pegasus statues slash models slash figurines i don't know what to say to this whatsoever no i mean now don't get me wrong my mom has a similar collection of items she's got like little fairy ornament things so Mm -hmm. i guess it is a collector's item and i guess she would be disappointed if she lost some of the collection but i wouldn't be well no me neither (laughs) like you know also just to sort of like backtrack for a second on that previous round where they were talking about the the beautiful people and the beautiful like the beauty products and things Mm. can we also just mention that she said that um denzel washington was the sexiest man alive? That was one of the questions. I said, mm. she, uh, this guy had been voted as sexiest man alive, and she instantly said Denzel Washington. Like, I mean, he, he is a <laughs> it just made me man. chuckle. <laughs> he is a fucking handsome man, I will say that. I mean, to be fair, he's better than what the real answer was, which was Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. but it, it just made me chuckle. <laughs> but, so, Yo-Yo chooses fictional characters, and again, this could legit be anything yeah again like fictional characters you've got things from books you've got things from films it's like can we not like narrow the categories a little so and and again this is where i kind of brought in pointless and tenable as like a kind of frame of reference because they always give you a broad topic and then they narrow it down yeah yeah something like that would be much better and this is what they do here because she has to name the person who created the fictional character yeah which again it narrows it down a little but it's still quite a broad a broad topic i think because when you look at the answers some of them are films some of them are from books like from literature some of them are from one of them's from shakespeare yeah so it's it's still quite broad yeah if you've so... got one of the answers which is somebody that was created for the twilight films and one mm. of the answers that is a shit from a shakespearean play that's still quite a broad area yeah. Definitely. Like the only one she got was J.K. Rowling, and other ones she had to identify were Bart Simpson, Sherlock Holmes, and as you say, Hamlet. So you know it was, yeah. You've you've hit you've really run the the gamut on that one, haven't you? Yeah. But back from break, and Yo-Yo's daughter is on the conveyor belt, and we're still trying for that t- elusive 10k. And they're going for the car models, and it turns out, as I said earlier, Jackie's is studying to be an engineer. So you know, we're yeah, we're in with a shout can... here. This seems like it was maybe tactics, like it was in the first round. It was like, right, I know that my daughter is going to ace the car models, so I'll keep that category. So then if I do hit my panic button and I do need to put her on the conveyor belt, I know that she's safe. Yeah, but even then, if it's tactics, like they don't know the categories until they're up there. So No, no, but you still get to you get to see them. Yeah, I guess. Like, like previously. Yeah, but... Uh, so they have to name five car product lines and this is easy stuff and they get the 10 grand but she hasn't even hit the save zone 25 grand so if i were i'd bolt now because she is pretty useless yeah so stay and potentially lose it all and play play and go for the 25k added to the belt is a washer dryer a dining room set and a trip to vegas see now that to me is a better selection it's something that i feel like most people would 
be appreciative of. Yeah. Like if I'd seen the previous round, I'd be like, I want to fucking talk it. What yeah. am I going to do with a toolkit? Yeah. Whereas that there, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'd appreciate a washer dryer, a dining room set, and a Vega strobe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're sprucing up your house and you're getting a nice holiday out of it. Yeah, exactly. And you're 25K. Yeah. But a daughter says to go for it. The rest of the audience is saying no. And I can't believe she's fucking gambling. Yeah, yeah. But... Me neither. I mean, you've struggled just to get your 10K. Essentially, yeah. your daughter is the one who's just won you the 10K. Exactly. You just walk away. Yeah. But she goes to fill in the names. She has to complete six out of six out of ten three named people from their occupation and partial name. Yeah. She does get very close. Yeah, she was just one shot. So yeah. Kudos. But yeah. I still wouldn't have gambled. No. Uh, but she's let go. And again, this is another example. As You can see it very clearly in this one that the footage is sped up. Like I think they're gently lowered to the ground, but then they just speed it up in post. Yeah. Third contestant of the show, and this is what I'm saying that why they ran out of contestants so quickly. Yeah. There's literally, what, 10 minutes left of the episode, Mm -hmm. and they're bringing on another contestant. Yeah. And and I mean, here's where I think they ran into the problem, is they commissioned it for six episodes, but each episode is an hour long. Yeah. If it had been half an hour, and they limit it to two contestants, that would have been fine. Yeah. I think so as well. Because same as we've said, it just moves at such a breakneck speed. You're struggling to sort of keep up, especially when it's like an hour-long episode, whereas if it was broken down into smaller episodes with just just your two contestants, then, yeah, I think it would have yeah. been much, much better. Yeah. And you've then, had and, a little and even, longer to sort of, like, digest what's happening yeah. as well. Yeah. And Jericho's got time to breathe and explain the rules properly and exactly. explain what's happening and yeah. what the what the actual stakes are and things like that. And like he can do silly and like, yeah, if say like with Yo-Yo here, she goes off you know, quite prematurely. He's then got time to be himself and be the showman that he is and actually like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ad lib and, and add some get his personality across because like. Yeah, at this time, Jericho was probably at the height of his of his of his charisma as well. So it's like he could have really, because I mean, let's face it, Jericho hasn't done a lot in the entertainment world since outside of his outside of his band. Like this would have been a great time to really pitch himself. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree. The third contestant up, and it's Bridget, who's taller than Jericho. <laughs> And I mean, Jericho's like, I mean, we've been up close and personal with him. He's yeah. about, he's he's about six foot even. Yeah. And even even when he's wearing his platforms, he's about six two. But yeah, so this woman's quite the leggy one. Um, she's a stay at home mum of three, all four and under. That sounds like my idea of hell. Ugh, yeah, same. <laughs> but, well done, lady. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Bra- bra- braver, braver person than I. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. And weird edit alert. So Jericho's glamorous assistant put the clips on Bridget, and then you see the actual stunt coordinator quickly pop up on stage, quick camera cut, and he's magically disappeared. <laughs> I saw them clipping her in. I didn't notice the. Uh, I didn't notice the camera cut. I yeah. think I was just so bewildered by what was going on that mm-hmm. I've missed all of these like camera cuts and speeding of speeding up of footage and things that you're pointing out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, first round five k along with a year supply of soda. A desk- for the kids. Good yeah. for you four kids, yeah. Yeah, a desktop computer with scanner and printer and small kitchen appliances. Uh, again, I don't think that's as bad a selection as some of the others, you know? Like, especially if you've got your four kids. Like, mm-hmm. a year's worth of soda, great. 
PC for them to do the homework and stuff on. Great. Kitchen appliances, well, uh, depends on how long you spend in the kitchen, I guess. But like, yeah. it's still quite, they're quite useful compared yeah, to some of the previous rounds. Yeah. It definitely reminds me of a simple time, though, when a scanner was a coveted item. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're just built into printers for 20 quid, like. Yeah, definitely. Right. And I mean, and again, this, this brings me back to my earlier point of this just feels like shit that got left behind on, on a lot of prices right maybe especially maybe. The, the small kitchen appliances like brucey like now is it worth 55 or 75 <laughs> do you know what i mean like, yeah, it yeah. feels like it belongs in that round yeah but uh with a little yodeling man going up the hill <laughs> maybe this is like like the spiritual sequel to the to the yodeling man oh, this whole God. show you just put it on a conveyor belt and watch it go off the edge yeah <laughs> But a thought, a random thought I've just had, but yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Generation Game meets Yodeling Man meets Billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but Bridget's categories are Sports Glossary, These United States, You're My Hero, TV Theme Songs, Super Supermodels, Stock Symbols, Pop Music, Character Creators, and World Capitals. Again, I feel sort of okay with this board. I'm kind of 50-50. Yeah, I think I might have done okay with like the the music and the mm-hmm. maybe the capitals, but yeah. Yeah. She goes for these United States and has to get 4 out of 10 on American facts and history. She does it quite easily, only losing the soda, so well done Bridget. Well, the thing is, like this is something that I wanted to bring up about like how f- fast it moves. So she only said pass twice. Mm-hmm. So same as you say, she got the four out of ten pretty quickly, but she still lost the first prize. Yeah. So in order for you to always win the first prize, you're gonna have to answer everything like straight away without thought. So yeah. as soon as Jericho goes, ask you a question, you're gonna have to regurgitate your answer straight away mm-hmm. in order for you to get the first prize. Because this round, she only needed to get a four out of ten and she still lost the first round first prize. Whereas in later rounds when you have to get maybe five six seven out of ten there's got to be no way that you're going to be able to answer those quick enough in order to always guarantee that you're going to win your first prize shortly i think the tactic is take the one you least one of the ones you're least confident about first yeah and then maybe. the ones you think yeah i could probably do okay there do that later so you probably can be a bit snappier with it yeah so you can answer quicker so you can guarantee more prizes yeah mm. The funniest, the funniest part for me, and I, and I forgot, I've neglected to mention it, is is the little speedometer in the bottom corner, <laughs> like showing how fast the belt's going, and like when when they say pass, like the little needle quickly moves <laughs> up a bit. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> she says she's going to play on, and the prize on the belt are a treadmill, a karaoke yeah. machine, a snow cone machine, and the ten k. I want a snow cone machine. Me too. <laughs> oh, she said she wanted the treadmill. Yeah, which so, is fair, which is yeah. fair. But that was the first one up on on the on the conveyor. On the belt, yeah. Yeah. So chances are she's losing that one. Yeah. I mean, this snow cone machine as well was like ten times better than your Mister Frosties. Yeah, it's not like one of the ones that you get from like I will not name where you work, but somewhere you know, but the ones yeah. that you guys sell. Yeah, yeah. It's it looks fantastic. Mister Frosty is such fun. He makes drinks for everyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but <laughs> she, she goes for super supermodels and has to name five of ten. Does a great job, but throws on one of the questions to so loses the treadmill. Like she was, yeah. she was on it with that one. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's been much better than the other two so far. Yeah, she says she's staying on and quite right, but we're out of time for the episode. So, yeah, we jumped ahead to episode four to see how she did. She failed miserably on the 25K question using a panic button twice and just bottling it. Yeah, it's a shame because she was doing so well up until then. Yeah, but yeah, downfall, interesting concept. And yeah, it shows there's no lifespan to this. Do you like music? Do you like podcasts? Do you like your hosts that are slightly eloquent with their words and well-spoken and articulate them in a perfect way? Then you can find two out of those three things on Pick a Disc. I'm your host Matt Latham and each fortnight a guest comes onto the podcast to talk about an album that they want to talk about for whatever reason they want to. We talk about the artists, we talk about the songs and we also talk about the album and we never talk about the artwork because I always forget. Other than that, we always talk about the good things and why people like what they like and you'll find that a lot in Pick a Disc. So find us on all your favourite podcatchers of choice and I look forward to finding out the discs that you're picking. Full thoughts on this, like, as far as revivals, absolutely no way. No. No way. I'd be intrigued, but I'd be intrigued to see an ITV version hosted by, like, Wolf or someone like that. Maybe. Same as you say, you would have to, like cut down the episode length mm. and so just kind of just slow the pace down just just a little i mean i appreciate that it's all about the whole point of it is trying to because you've got the panic button and things like that you are trying to create some sort of sense of panic yeah. and like you know hurrying up your answers so you don't lose the prizes off the end and it is about it is quite a, a quick pace but you just need to slow it down just a little bit just so you've got time to digest what the fuck is going on sometimes mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think like a British version of this with like, I mean, let's re- let's wind back the clock quite a number of years. Let's say Dale Winton is still around. Okay. He would have the best time with this. He would, yeah. And, he'd and definitely like, be more charismatic and he'd get the crowd involved more and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Doing like the Manchester years with like, like a swimming pool or inflatables for him to fall on instead of it being off the side of a fucking building. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, I, yeah. I think that, uh, or even as I mean, I said Wolf, but I mean, like, even like Anton Deck, I think, could have a good time with this. Yeah, I mean, what was that? Huh? What was that game show where like you'd had people jumping through like cutouts? The wall. I think bring, so. Bring maybe. on the wall. Bring on yeah. the wall. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. There was like shapes cut out of a wall yeah, yeah, and you yeah, had to yeah. like match the shapes and if you didn't, you got pushed off the edge and that was interesting swimming pool, wasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so if you had something... Yeah, if you had something like that, maybe same as you say. So, like, you know, you things fall off the edge and they go into a swimming pool and then you fall, you get shoved off the edge into a swimming pool or something. Yeah, yeah, that would work fine. I mean, it's uh, even the, like, having the, these things go off the edge of a building and having your contestant get dropped off the edge of a building, that's not the problem. Like, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not the issue here. Like, it's, I don't know. Something's yeah. just missing. Something's missing, but also it's, it's also that, the people and the prizes and like yeah not the elements are there but for some reason it doesn't fit yeah that's just it's a good it's a good premise it's just poorly executed and i don't know what it is that's missing because same as we say jericho has all the charisma and he's a showman and things like that it's just not coming across well and i don't know if it's just because it does move so quick so he doesn't have time to play up that side of him or Mm. or what i I don't know what it is that's, but it just doesn't work. Like even but the it pe- should, it yeah. really should. Yeah, like even the pe- audience and attendance 
don't seem fussed that yeah. there's these like hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of prizes just falling off the edge of a fucking building and and i think they were trying to draw people in on the like whoa watch the wanton destruction of all this shit but i think people just kind of went that's just like like you and i said before it's like that's just really wasteful yeah the same yeah that was that was my issue like i said earlier how do you fake a ping pong table how do you fake a bed like you're still throwing replicas off the edge of a building and it's just yeah but, and, some, and some poor fucker's got to clean that up as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, though, in, in our, with our changes, somebody would have to fish it out at the end of, edge of a swimming pool. That's so, true. but You know, I think I'd rather break, clean up broken pieces than go uh, diving for an arcade cabinet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, again, over here, we'd have, like, just cardboard cutouts of it or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah, maybe that'd be better than... Yeah, but I'd be interested to see our version of it and see if it was ever pitched. I'd be more interested to see if it was ever actually pitched to a TV boss over here. Mm, Yeah. If, if like, at the same time as it was getting kind of very quickly cobbled together in the US for ABC, if at the same time someone over here, because, say, it was by Fremantle Media who were were active over here as well, if someone was going up to, you know, Simon Cowell or something like that, it's like, hey, how would you feel about this? Yeah, maybe. Same as you say, like, those guys have got quite successful shows over here so mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to see how if it did come over here how it would have been handled and how it would have yeah been said. If, yeah if, if like literally there's a conference call going on with like the abc bosses and like i don't know i say like itv or something like that going so here's the idea like elevator pitching this shit and 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 again looking at this looking at this show how do you even elevate a pitch it i don't know <laughs> we've got some shit we've got a bunch of random shit that they didn't want on prices right on a treadmill and we're going to chuck it off the side of a building but if they don't but they could win money if they're quick enough yeah like yeah. i don't know like same as you say it just seems like a mishmash of the the best bits of other mm-hmm. game shows like you've got the element of you know oh well you can gamble you can play on but um, you either lose your money or if you've reached that 25k mark then that's guaranteed that's like yeah, elements of your um who wants to be a millionaire. millionaire yeah and then you've got your conveyor belt and then you've got your prizes and yeah it's just it's, it just seems it's it should work but it it doesn't it just doesn't it's <laughs> it just for some doesn't. reason just doesn't dovetail yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so that's downfall and now yeah so as i've as i mentioned before unfortunately we are taking the rest of may off basically it's just it wasn't an easy decision, but basically, as I said before, Simon started his new job and I'm back at work and it's just taking up a lot of our free time. And it's just kind of we're just trying to get the balance back, basically. So once so once so we're just going to take May, chill, recharge and just kind of re-research what's going to happen in June. And in case you missed that announcement basically june is our anniversary month so we're gonna revisit the first four episodes which were gladiators catchphrase i've forgotten the other two one of them was crystal <gasps> crystal maze one of them was i was about to say one of them How was crystal one you, of them sir. was crystal one of them was oh. crystal maze which was your first appearance on it the show was. so yeah so it's it's gonna be a good bit of fun so we're gonna kind of re-watch the shows we covered and and then we've got because june is also five week month we've got an extra special episode lined up for the end of that month who it's going to be special for i don't know it's not going to be me that's for sure but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's we're punishing ourselves for your amusement so in but that's that's all to come 
so yeah so thank you everyone who's listened to us so far and please you know rejoin us in june in the meantime please check out our link tree for the links to all our social medias all the podcast players you can find us on my guest appearances and even our youtube playlist where we've covered where we put up all the shows we've covered so far at linktr.ee forward slash player pods and if podcast player allows leave us a little rating and review and if you like what we're doing tell a friend as word of mouth is still the best marketing tool going and until next time it's a goodbye from me steve and it's a goodbye from Haley, didn't she do well thank you everyone peace and good cheer this has been play your pods right hosted by stephen cummins and simon gilroy produced and edited by stephen cummins our logo was designed by luke burton of jailhouse designs find him on instagram at jailhouse designs x all copyright material used in this episode has been for review and parody reasons please support any artists featured by buying and streaming their music intro and outro music is the winner by colin thompson Thank you.